Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Matt's life was guns, robbery, extortion, drugs, a life that became completely out of control after his parents split. And yet today, many, many years later, he is a completely different person, thanks to a little old lady, you might call her, who was stronger than he was. Matt shares. Well, mate, I was very blessed. So I one day walked into the <clears throat> to the club and my club, obviously, and and uh, mate, as, as I said, I was a drug addict. I was out of control. I was unreliable. And uh, unbeknownst to most people in Australia, <clears throat> every outlaw motorcycle club in Australia has banned ice and the use of and the use of meth from the hierarchy down. So that might come as a shock to a lot of people, but. Every outlaw motorcycle gang in Australia has banned the use of meth and ice within their club and their members from the hierarchy down. That's not to say that a lot of the members don't do it. <clears throat> That's not to say that it's a big problem in the clubs because it's a big problem everywhere. As we've learned, it's even a problem in the police force. It doesn't discriminate. It's a horrible drug that does not discriminate. It doesn't matter where you're from geographically, socially, it can get you. And uh, I was a drug addict. So I walked into my meeting one day and... Um, they asked me to, to drug test me, and I said, what? When I came up positive for meth, and, uh, yeah, I was, you know, I don't really remember what happened after that, but I woke up in my front yard, and I was naked, and I'd been severely beaten, and... Uh, severely beaten? And everything taken from me. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. man. And so what, what did you, what happened then? Mate, I uh, obviously went to hospital for a while, and... And, uh, you know, when I came out, I, I just didn't know who I was. I'd lost my identity. I, I'd gone from being this, you know, well-known figure right around West Australia and, and, and even the world, you know, and I had access to all the things that I thought I wanted, which I realised I, I, I didn't need later on in life. But uh, And I was just crushed. I was heartbroken. I was obviously in fear of my life. I had anxiety, all these things. I had obviously a lot of physical injuries. Um, and I, I ended up leaving the state and, and uh, flying over to Sydney. I, um, through some amazing uh, circumstances, I would then end up in the Duralong Transformation Centre, a uh, full-time drug and alcohol rehabilitation centre run by the Salvation Army up on the central coast of Australia. And what happened then? So, mate, look, probably the most profound moment in my life, uh, absolutely the most profound moment in my life, I'd finally made it into this program and I had just evaded suicide. And I mean, you know, three months earlier, I literally had the gun to my head I pressed the steel against my head. It was clocked back. And, and for those people listening that don't know much about guns, once you clock the hammer back, mate, it takes about a millimetre of pressure on your finger to set it off. So I had my finger on the trigger, and I had it pointed at my temple, touching my skull. And I actually, I was that serious that I was going. I actually started to scream in anticipation of pushing the trigger. So I went, and I was about to pull the trigger. Just as I was to pull the trigger, I actually... Wow, it's just amazing. God intervened. He knew me so personally. It was so beautiful. And uh, and uh, what he did is uh, he showed me a, 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 a face of my mother and my little brother. I saw their face. And I hadn't thought of them for such a long time. I mean, I was so caught up in my own addictions, in my own ego, in my own selfish, you know, uh, attempt to fill this void. And... Uh, but I'd, I'd just push my family away. I, you know, I would even say to people, I don't have a family, which was the furthest thing from the truth. I had an amazing family, but I'd push them away. And I hadn't thought of them in so long. And suddenly I saw their face, and they looked so bad. And uh, I dropped the gun. The gun actually went off. And uh, anyway, so that was the moment that I, that I said, look, 
something's got to change. And I'm sitting in this flat, you know, in, in a place that I refer as po- referred to as permanent torture. My my soul felt like it was being torn out, and uh, I had no one and nothing. Everything in my life was gone, and I pushed everyone away. And uh, you know, I was a, a drug addict bum in a little shack in the middle of Glenfield, and. I got on the phone and I punched into Safari. I punched in rehab, and uh, this place, the Duralong Transformation Center, came up. And I'm looking at the photos, and it just looked like heaven. And uh, you know, I'm looking at the cockroaches swimming around in my sink, and I'm thinking, I've got to get out of here. And I rang him up, and uh, you know, this amazing guy, Adrian, spoke to me, and he prayed for me. No one had prayed for me up until that point. And um, you know, he said, "Maddie, brace yourself. There's going to be a, quite a wait to get in here." And there was. But we but uh, we made it in there, and and and, and I got to do along. And mate, look, make no mistake about it. When I got to do along, I was a mongrel. I mean, I really was. I was angry, I was violent, I was heartbroken, and I still had that jail slash gang mentality that I'm, you know, I'm the big bad guy. I'm, the, I'm don't come into my, this is my rehab sort of thing, you know. And yeah, and uh, I was about six weeks in, and I was on the phone to my ex partner, and um, we were in a very toxic relationship, and it was. Uh, you know, I hate you and I hate you too and all these horrible, horrible things that we were saying to each other over the phone and I'm screaming at her on the phone and this little lady, Rachel McDonald, beautiful, beautiful lady just walks around the corner. I'd never met her before and she said, uh, Matthew, it's time to come into chapel, mate. And I just turned around and snapped. I mean, I, I told her where to go. I just went, rack off, I'm on that boat. But with much more colourful language and and she uh, just put her head down and walked straight back inside. Anyway, one of the guys came up to me and said, Matty, do you realize who that is? And I said, who's that? I said, Matty, that's the boss's wife. And I just went, oh, no. And I'm sitting at this table. I've sat down and I've got my head in my lap and I'm thinking, you idiot, what have you done? And I'm thinking about how three months ago I had this gun pointed in my head and I'm thinking about the, the, the feeling of having my soul torn out and the feeling of being permanently tortured. And that's what I'm going back to because of what I just did. And, uh, you know, I, I'm expecting her to come around the corner and tell me where to go. And what happened next was the greatest moment of my life. It has completely changed my life. And uh, she walked back out of the chapel and she said, mate, can you stand up, please? And, you know, by this stage, I thought, here we go. Pack your bags, rack off. I know how this looks, yeah. you know. And I'm thinking back to all the things I've done wrong in my life and how every time I've done something wrong to someone, it's always been dealt with with either revenge or punishment or these things, you know. Yeah. And... um you know, I'm thinking, yeah, she's going to tell me to rack off, get on the bus. She says, mate, can I give you a hug? I said, what? What do you mean? Why do you want to give me a hug for? And I was baffled. And she said, well, because I love you, mate. And I I just, I didn't know what to say. I just, and I, I started feeling these tears like I feel them now. I started feeling these tears coming out my eyes. I started wiping them away, sort of almost embarrassed, you know, and they just kept coming and and she just she just reached in and she just grabbed me and she just pulled me close. She put a hand on my head and she prayed for me and she actually prophesied over me. And uh, <clears throat> what she did in that moment is is such a profound, such a profound action because she showed me she showed me what God's grace looks like. Wow. She introduced me to Jesus. She showed me what it looks like to be forgiven when you shouldn't be. That's a bit of Matt's story, a life that became out of control after his parents split. And today he is a completely different person. If you need help with addictions of any kind, then contact your local Salvos or call 13 Salvos. Light and Life, the Salvos weekly radio show.